Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good Friday to you, Golden Eagle fans. Listening across the state on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour live today at 4th Street Barn Grill in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Exciting weekend on set as UAB comes to town. Golden Eagles take on the Blazers tomorrow afternoon at 2.30 p.m. And as we do before every home game, set up here live at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Kelly Sander sitting to my left. Brandon Wallace on site. Michael Mergens, Todd Elsey, Dalton Stanford back in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And uh, Kelly Sander, how's your Friday going? Man, I am so fired up, ready to go tomorrow. I hear, you know, I hear that there's another game kicking off at 2.30, but the one that matters. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I, I just heard about it, uh, but it's not not important to me. But we're right here. You look out this door and you see the rock right oh, there. It's, it's a great setup every time from where we were eating. Just glance right outside and uh, and you see the rock. Great lunch. I had a grilled chicken salad. You had the special of the day. One of the, ch- one of the specials was the chicken parmesan sandwich. All calories removed, of course. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's Catfish Friday, too, which that's getting to kind of be the signature. But you know, as things get colder, the red beans and rice will start sneaking in and all other great culinary uh, items to choose from here. And, of course, the pool tables here the, had a big crowd at lunch. And uh, the, the, the what's, what's great is at lunch they got uh, got some old ball games on, but everybody was wearing Southern Miss gear, you know, because it's the Friday before a home game. And it is a big game. And, and I was texting yesterday with, with a guy and uh, that, that works over in the athletic department and just said, we need this one, and we do. We need this one bad. UAB comes in 6-2. and two. Eagles five and three, uh, but the Eagles have lost the last seven of eight. It's just hard to believe, you know, when you think about uh, the first half of really the la- of the last seventeen years. Southern Miss dominated this series, but UAB's had the Eagles' number for several years. And one of those guys that helped UAB, unfortunately, to some of those victories, joins us now on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline. Logan Scott played prep football at Oak Grove High School, where he helped uh, the Warriors win the state championship in two thousand thirteen. He went on to Jones Junior College and then to uh, UAB, where he was a blazer and joined a high school teammate, Kendall Parham, who is still there at UAB, but got to play against uh, college teammates uh, or high school teammates, uh, Jordan Mitchell and uh, Ty Pollard and some of the other ones. And Logan joins us today. Logan, good afternoon, buddy. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, how y'all doing? We're doing good. Let's talk about the the Southern Miss uh, UAB series from a guy who was raised in Hattiesburg. What do you think? Uh, from playing in the games, I know that it's a uh, big-time rivalry game. There's going to be a lot of bumps and bruises after this game. Um, but from coming from Hattiesburg, I mean, all I wanted to do was put on for the hometown crowd and, you know, just, just really want to kind of show out a little bit, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Logan, you probably help yourself if you'll just turn that radio down a little bit because we're going to be on kind of a delay there, and it might throw you for a loop a little bit. 
But, you know, lots of times, obviously, schools can't have every single player they want, and you were right down the road at Jones, and I'm sure every kid probably wants to play at Southern Miss, but for whatever reason, it doesn't work out. Was that added incentive for you to beat Southern Miss, or was that too big a, a big deal at all? Uh, I would I would say so. It definitely helped. <laughs> it definitely uh, put a little chip on my shoulder, but um, the Lord had other plans for me, and I went to UAB, and I really enjoyed my time there, and everything worked out good for me, so I have no complaints. Logan, Luke Johnson here. Thanks for being on the show today. Uh, just talk to us. The, you you come in, and it's the first year that, that UAB is back. And uh, just we've heard about that, the story so often about how Bill Clark stu- stood in there, stood for the program. The city of Birmingham wanted the, the program back. And, uh, man, they came back. What was it like being a part of the resurrection of UAB football program? I mean, it was awesome. You had people lining the street. Everybody, the whole city was uh, really just pulling for you. And, I mean, at the games, I mean, it was an awesome atmosphere. It really was. What is it about Bill Clark um, that has, you know, allowed him? He, he has so much success, and a lot of people thought, you know, even after the 11-win season last year that, that he might bounce. Uh, but he, he seems to love the program and obviously uh, loves the city of Birmingham. What was it about as you as one of his players that uh, attracted you to, to be a part of his football team? Well, um, so Curtis Clark, he, he held us on to a high standard, and he expected a lot out of us. And like you said, he did love he, he loves UAB, and he really cares about it, and he's passionate about it, and I think that really that really uh, helps the team really buy in, and you know you got everybody pulling for the same uh, pulling for the same goal. So pretty much, I mean, for me, he was the ideal coach for me. I mean, he just he was just everything you wanted in coach. He was there. He was. Uh, he was a really good leader, really good motivation. Yeah, that's Coach Clark. 19 wins uh, for uh, your Blazers um, in those two years, a 2-0 and against Southern Miss. Uh, this this game tomorrow, and a lot of people build the, the UAB-Southern Miss game as one of the best rivalries. Uh, for, for On the UAB side, how did you and your teammates approach the Southern Miss game? Was it a, a date that you circled on your, your calendar? What was the UAB mindset uh, at the beginning of the year and game week against Southern Miss? Oh. Uh. Uh, if I remember correctly, practice was a lot more physical going into Southern Miss week. I mean, we knew we had to, like you said, we had them circled early on. We had we had our eyes set on them. We knew it was going to be a dogfight, and it was both years. Logan Scott is with us, former tight end at UAB who prepped at Oak Grove High School. And Logan you got to play against Jordan Mitchell and Ty Pollard. Did, so did you guys have any side bets going? Were you in touch with any of your high school teammates that week? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was always uh, I was in touch with Jordan a lot. And, uh, it was funny because we beat him, and then the second year he was saying, oh, this is our year, we're going to get y'all this year. And we had to take him into overtime and pulling it off at home. Uh, you know, he, uh, you know that two-thirds – that 2013 high school football team that you were on, we talked about You know, Jordan Mitchell was on that team. Ty Pollard was also on that team. You were on that team. It was quarterbacked by Kirk McCarty. 
Taylor Braley was on the defensive uh, side of the ball. I mean, how could you, with that talent base, how could you guys not win state? Beating Tupelo 14 to 7, I think. And I think you scored the winning uh, touchdown, didn't you, Logan? Yes, sir. On a fake field goal, we put it in right before we got on the bus to go to Jack. There, there you go. Put that play in. So, man, that was a pretty good high school football team. But you didn't do the baseball thing as much, huh? Uh, baseball, I played a long time, but I, I think I quit for middle school. Just focus on football. So did you kind of, I was going to say, did you always kind of know that football was going to be your, your route? Well, I, I really love baseball, but something happened. I really started like football, and I just want to be all into football, and that's why I kind of pursued it. Be honest, Logan. You got tired of listening to Kirk McCarty and didn't want to have to listen to him in two full sports seasons. <laughs> no, I, no, no. <laughs> yeah, now, now I want to ask you, Logan, before you before you get out of here. Then after your career at UAB. Signed a free agent contract with the Atlanta Falcons. Tell us about how that all that works. Well, so I got contacted by the Falcons. Um, I was just, unfortunately, I was just coming off of a surgery. But anyhow, made it up there. Was feeling good and showed them what I could do. But um, it's a, it's a really quick camp and. It's just hard to show what you can do in Thomas and Jersey. Man, every level you go up, it's even more and more competitive, isn't it? Oh, for sure, for sure. So, so are you going to the game tomorrow, Logan? Uh, yes, sir, 100%. Uh, yes, sir, 100%. Okay. Now, what, what will, you be, will you be wearing a UAB hat tomorrow? What exactly? Because you'll be easy to pick out because you're about 8 feet 12. So. <laughs> I'll be wearing probably UAB Conference Championship ring and uh, green and gold. Easy, uh, easy. Stick, enough of the smack there. He had to stick that, to stick that ring comment. Yeah, just stick it in there. Yeah. Well, Logan, it's always good to hear from from local guys, and uh, and and I appreciated your attitude that things work out the way that they're supposed to work out. And Lord had different plans for you, and and so far so good. Tell hello to your little brother Ty who I had the opportunity to coach in baseball. And uh, even though you're wearing that green and gold, you're always welcome around here, Logan Scott. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you all. That's Logan Scott, former tight end for UAB, as we're getting ready for a big game tomorrow at 2.30. In our minds, it's the biggest game in college football tomorrow, most important game of the season for the Eagles. But we're live at 4th Street Bar and Grill, and we will continue the Eagle Hour right after this. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Back live at 4th Street Bar and Grill on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Eagle Hour on the road today. Bob out, Luke and Kelly here with you. And uh, we are just literally in the shadow of the rock getting ready for tomorrow's 2.30 kickoff. Biggest game of the year for Southern Miss if they want to have a chance to uh, win the West. And we will be pulling, obviously, for the Eagles tomorrow and be pulling for North Texas as they uh, take on Louisiana Tech. So, uh Really appreciate Slade and every all of our friends here at 4th Street always inviting us. We're here before every home game. And uh, if, if you haven't been to, to 4th Street, lots of stuff going on. We're staring at the, the pool tables. Uh, great food. There's always a, a, a daily special. You can check them out on, on Facebook also. So 4th Street on the uh, Eagle Wagon uh Train and we are happy they're with us, and we are happy uh, to be here today. So let's talk a little Fourth Street. Uh, Todd Elsey, who's a good friend of of Slade White, the owner here, and and uh, I just want to say I had a grilled chicken sandwich. I mean a grilled grilled chicken salad. And Kelly, it was like uh, some of the salads that you've eaten before. It was like a cauldron. It was a lot there, and it was gone. <laughs> you know, after, after about, I didn't eat breakfast. You know, after about, I didn't no, eat, it's just I didn't uh, eat everything is gone here. It, the, the, the person who deserves to get go on unemployment is the dishwasher here at 4th Street because there, there's not a whole lot to, to clean up after uh, those meals are served. I'll tell but, you Todd, you're, you're good friends with Slade, and, and uh, they, they run a, a really good uh, – man, the food here is, is excellent. Uh, we were eating at a, a place, uh, I guess, about a couple months ago, and I looked at somebody and I said, man, this is good, but it ain't 4th Street. That's right. You know, and this place is really more known to be a bar, and at night that's kind of more what it is. But to be that, the food is phenomenal. I was talking to Michael Mergens earlier. I just like you said, they have daily specials, but they have a weekly sandwich special. And I've gotten to Rogers give me the weekly sandwich special every week I come here. And today it's, it's always good. The chicken parm this week. Yeah, chicken parmesan. It was great. Now they got stuff coming on uh, tomorrow. They're going to get getting early. The, the, they early do start tomorrow. Like you said earlier, Luke, you walk upstairs during lunch and it's packed out. We, we like to set up up there, but we didn't have any room because everybody right. was eating. All the chairs were taken, so we're down here in the lower portion of the uh, of the restaurant bar area. But everybody's wearing their Southern Miss gear. This is the unofficial. Real Southern Miss watering hole, as you say sometimes, Kelly. Yes. And come get your your lunch on. Yeah, there was but, a, there was a guy that was wearing a Mississippi State up shirt, uh, Mississippi State shirt. He got escorted out though pretty quickly, didn't yeah. he? Uh, escort would be a nice way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> but that chicken parmesan sandwich you look today, I was uh, of course I was staring at at what was inside, but the buns look pretty good too. Yeah, those were, and they were grilled on each side. Yeah, actually, the chicken parmesan buns were oversized, and they had to be to get. To get the, it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot. Uh, hey, I just should mention that your Parmesan sandwich was gone just like uh, my uh, grilled chicken salad was, too. Well, I, it would be a shame for anybody to eat anything. French poisonous. fries were gone, too. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I don't want anybody. I'm really to... tired of hearing Kelly talk about buns, for one thing. Uh, new subject. What would you eat for lunch? What would you eat for lunch, Todd? I, I had the chicken parm sandwich as well. The buns were great. Now, tomorrow. We're getting started. Tomorrow. Early, right? Yes. We're going to open up a little early, <laughs> okay. 10.30. Going to have brunch, French toast, shrimp and grits, chicken, uh, biscuits and gravy, the whole the whole southern brunch spread. And? And the part that Kelly's waiting for, a do-it-yourself Bloody Mary bar with all your traditional fixings and so forth. So it is a little early you know, to get out and set up on campus. And if you want to come here pregame, First, yeah. go to the game, then come back here. Pregame's a verb be. now, by the way. It's not only a noun because That's Kelly right. introduced us to You're the pre-gaming. whole verbiage yeah. of pregaming. The college kids all told me But, but with it being a 2.30 game, the game will be over right after dark and then come right back here to force you if you want to. They're also starting uh, – they really want me to mention this. Um, they're going to have the USM game, obviously, on all the televisions sure. here if you don't have a ticket. 
He's, they did say that they'll have that other game that apparently some people are talking about that's also playing at 2.30. So if you want to catch both, though, in all seriousness, you can watch them both here uh, live on the televisions. But starting Monday, having a promotion with Miller Light and Coors Light to give away a really, really hot set of tickets to the Saints 49ers game coming up soon, which could decide the entire NFC uh, seating you know, for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. San Francisco's undefeated. Obviously, the Saints have one loss, but if the Saints win that game in the Dome, they'll have the tiebreaker, so they'll be able to go and have home field advantage. And that's starting on Monday, Tom? That starts on Monday. Come in. I'm not even going to tell you how you win. I'm just come in here, ask the bartenders. They'll tell you how you have a chance to win tickets to the Saints 49ers game. And Booty, who's the general manager here, Chad Boudreaux, was telling me that the nosebleed tickets on StubHub are several hundred dollars. Right yeah, now. I've been looking at some for, for later in the season. They're, they're pretty – Pretty wild, but we are at Fourth Street Bar and Grill today. And you look around, Kelly, inside uh, you know this this room, um, stuff from every era. I'm looking at, not just at Southern Miss stuff, but they got the Saints wall over here. They got the uh, Super Bowl newspaper album. Jim Mora is like 38 in that picture up there. Um, but I'm looking behind me. One of my former teammates, Rod Davis, um, for Southern Miss, and of course the iconic '87 NIT poster. Uh, and that section over there is pretty special now with the signed Dozier. Yeah, there's a Do- yeah, there's a Dozier jersey that, that, over there. That, that's the old baseball section, you know, World Series champ. But you think about, you'd be hard pressed to find a, a better collection of historical Southern Miss memorabilia anywhere else. Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm a little bit depressed though because I remember all of it. <laughs> I, I guess the bad, I guess it'd be worse news if I wasn't here, right? But I mean. The fact that I'm here and remember all of it, I guess, is a reason to celebrate. Yeah, this is this is the place to be if you're a Southern Miss guy. And the thing that I like about Fourth Street, depending on when you depending on when you come here, there are college kids, mm-hmm. there are, there are old guys like me. There, there's you know, guys in suits. There's guys with mud on their boots. Right, women of all ages, uh, different ethnicities. You got just every type of person that there is in Hattiesburg mm-hmm. is knows about Fourth Street, loves hanging out at Fourth Street. And um, and if you're a, a night owl in particular, you know, because uh, lots of times there'll be places, you know, restaurants where they will close a little bit early, but you may not be ready to be finished yet. So come to Fourth Street, two o'clock a.m. is when this place closes. And it, I guarantee it, you, you're going to know somebody here. Let's give a quick uh, shout out to their sister restaurant bar. If you're in the Oak Grove area, don't want to come closer here to kind of Midtown area sidelines. I believe they're going to have a big New Year's Eve show. Uh, this year that Michael Murgis may be a part of, too. So uh, what? friends over there at Sidelines. What? And and 4th Street is going to be open Thanksgiving and yeah, Christmas. Was, he well, says think Christmas about that. Day is I mean, one of the busiest, busiest days of the year, Christmas. Yeah, day. y'all were talking about that when I walked in. That is just wild. People get tired of, you know, crazy drunk uncle, and they decide just to come here instead. <laughs> Or maybe, well, maybe the crazy drunk uncle's the one coming here. I was, here on I was thinking Day. about Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, man. Just the cold front coming in last night. It's going to be beautiful tomorrow, sunny and uh, sixty-three. But you're you're rolling into Thanksgiving, and people forget sometimes. I think everybody just kind of assumes that you know you just stay at your house all day on Thanksgiving or on Christmas. Um, well, there are just so few functional families anymore. <laughs> The absolute truth. Are you matter. speaking from personal experience? <laughs> well, like, I mean, you know, you but in all seriousness, people might get lonely around the holidays if you don't have your family around yeah. here. You come in, and like you said, you can come meet new friends right here. And there's a family element here yes. at 4th Street for sure. There's always going to, they always have promotions, they always have specials. You can always check out their Facebook page because they've got those daily specials, you've got daily lunch specials. But a big game not only tomorrow, but a big game Sunday. Saints taking on the Dirty Birds. Um, Noon kickoff. Yes, let's just kind of force 
the let's just bring the demise of Atlanta, just bring it up a little more, you know. Thirteen and a half point favorites as what, of yesterday. The what did they won one game? Two. Atlanta's, yeah. won, one, two. Atlanta's two. won two games? Yeah. But they'll have it here. Oh yeah. They'll have it on here. Yes. I'm sure Halloween, it'll be on every television. That'd be a Halloween bash here last big Halloween party, last uh, trick-or-treat night, and some guy came in, and all his, only his costume was a 33-gallon plastic garbage bag that he poked his head through the bottom of it and poked his arms through the sides, and that was his costume. Oh, no. Would you like to know what he said he was? I'll no. bite. What, what was it, Kelly? White trash, ladies and gentlemen. Is, is what this, that, that was his costume. Just... Just a 33-gallon garbage bag that he poked his head through. So now you've already got your costume picked out for next year. I like year. it. I'll tell you what, it's simple, it's cheap, I like it, you know. <laughs> Looking up here um, in front of us, all these different helmets, and, of course, the, the UAB helmet, and there it is, the gold one. Not sure if they will wear exactly that one tomorrow. But, man, just the, the, the collection here um, and, and the things that they have. There's a Troy helmet. What else we got down there? Houston. Nebraska. Marshall, Kansas, yeah. UTEP. They got two UTEP. A lot of this stuff came from the old end zone. It, it, yeah. The end zone's been around since the 70s. So if you remember the old end zone, this is where we're at on 4th Street. And there's a Troy helmet, too. Beat the, them. Right, right. Well, we beat North Texas, too, right next there. So. Beat Nebraska, too. So next uh, next one to be moved down to the loser's row. Yeah, we, uh, we did UAB beat Louisiana helmet. Tech. But hopefully yeah. we got to beat UAB. We'll talk more about um, UAB. Uh, coming up in, in the fourth segment. Um, but Eagles right now, seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, initial thoughts on that? I think that's a little a little steep. I love my Eagles, but I think that's a little it's, it's gone. It's, it's gone up in the last two days or so. Luke, when you played at Southern, did it matter to you if it was a 2.30 game, 11 a.m. game, 6 o'clock game? Did that matter, the time difference? I wanted something 2.30 or later. 2.30 meant that we would it would be pretty good. If it was a 6 o'clock kickoff, the Rock was rocking. I mean, all the big games that As we had. As a fan, I like the 6 o'clock. Yeah, all the bigger games that we played um, with the big wins we had, they were night games. And even one we lost my, my freshman year against Louisville, it was a night game and I, I don't know even – it wasn't a packed house, but, I mean, it felt like it was double, you know, the, the crowd. So, so the Eagle Walk will be at 2, 12.30. 12.30. Right, tomorrow. That's off. right. Well, we are live at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Come back, talk to a former Seymour. That's right. Benji Barham uh, wore the Birds costume from 1985 to 1987, and he, he continued the life – that uh, Poncho James originally gave to Seymour. And we'll be talking with Benji Barham after these commercial messages as the Eagle Hour continues live from 4th Street Bar and Grill in Hattiesburg. To the top. We are pre-gaming from 4th Street Bar and Grill in Hattiesburg. Kelly Sander along with Luke Johnson and the rest of the gang all here getting ready for the big uh, kickoff tomorrow at 2.30 when the Eagles take on the UAB Blazers, a game that uh, Southern Miss really needs to win. And one of uh, the person who joins us now 
on our Super Talk Mississippi hotline from the Jackson area, did his part to help the Eagles back in the day with air quotes around them. Benji Brom joins us. He was uh, underneath the Seymour costume back 1985 to 87, somewhere in there, and continued the life of Seymour that uh, Poncho James kind of originally breathed into Seymour. And we welcome you, Benji. Good to have you with us on the Eagle Hour today. And I know you're still a big Southern Miss guy, and you're coming to the game tomorrow. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, good to be here, guys. Uh, always fun to play uh, and, and talk Southern Miss football or athletic or anything. Southern hey, Ben. Yeah, Benji. Back when you when you were the mascot, it was was it always kind of did it always kind of happen to turn out that one fraternity was whoever was next in line at the fraternity was going to get to be the mascot, or how how was the how did that work out? Uh, well, not necessarily, but I do know uh, for a while it was kind of a flip flop. It seemed like back and forth. The uh, uh, SAs, Jeff Davis, uh, back in like eighty, eighty one, eighty two, and then uh, like I said. Poncho James came in there. I think he was five tall, and there was another guy that was a five tall. A uh, couple of guys that were Sigma Cons um, back in that era uh, uh, were were the mascots, and uh, and then like I said, it, it kind of flip flop around. But um, for the most part, as far as I know, they were all uh, you know fraternity guys and heavily involved on campus, and and um, and obviously big you know Southern Miss and athletic supporters. You know, Poncho James pretty much pushed the envelope as far as you can push it, as far as mascots go and things that mascots could get away with. So what how, What was your spin Your spin on the interpretation of what Seymour should be and some of the different ideas you came up with, Benji? Yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, Poncho, well, you know, Poncho has pushed the envelope in just about everything he's ever done, as far as I know. <laughs> but great guy, great uh, uh, mascot, like you said, had the personality uh, and, and, you know, it starts with personality, I think. It starts with, um, you know, a passion and a love for, you know, kind of entertaining and interacting with, uh, you know, the kids. And, and I say kids, and that's kids from, you know, four years old to 84, 85-year-old, you know, kids. And uh, and I think what I brought to the table, um, again, I grew up, grew up gold, grew up a golden eagle, started going to games when I was probably 10 years old. Um you know, remember, you know, traveling with my parents, not only to Hattiesburg, but to Tulane in the Dome or Jackson to play State or Ole Miss or, you know, somewhere else and went to Memphis a number of times. You know, so you, you kind of have to have it in your blood a little bit. And um, But I, what I brought was a, a love for Southern Miss, number one, a love for interacting with people, uh, a love for the university and, you know, having that representation out there because you are, uh, in fact, just like a football player or, you know, other representative of the university, you are the face of the university when you're in that in that suit. And uh, so, you know, that was kind of what I brought to the table. And you got to have fun with it. You know, you got to you bring your personality and bring, you know, the, the, um, the antics and bring – you know, some uniqueness uh, uh, to the games every day. You know, and anybody that knows you, Benji, knows that physically you're not a very tall guy, but yet that costume, prob- am I exaggerating when I say the costume itself was probably twice as tall as you are? Well, you know, it's interesting. At that time, it, it's, a, it's a totally different outfit than it is today. 
Um, and what was unique about that outfit, it didn't really matter what statue you were. And I'm sure that's similar to what it is today. I don't, I don't know how many um, uniforms they have. We, we had one. Um, and so uh, they, it had, a, it had a, a, basically a star, not a styrofoam, it was a, um, a foam uh, middle section. It had uh, like a, a suspended uh, bottom half that came up, you know, and, and strapped on your shoulders. And then, of course, the head just basically sat. It had a bicycle helmet in it that you strapped on, and it sat on your shoulders. So you actually looked out of the mouth the beak of the uh, of the uniform rather than the eyes. I think now they've got it to where it sits and, and you actually look out of the eyes. But, um, yeah, you're right. I'm, I wasn't very tall, but, you know, it really didn't matter what the stature of the person was because obviously Pancho was bigger than me. Jeff Davis was probably about my size. And um, a couple other guys were, you know, different shapes and sizes. But, um, yeah, it didn't really matter uh, from that standpoint. And, and, you know, the main thing was to accentuate, you know, the feet, the feet and the tail, because those are the three things that everybody looks at, sees, and, and, uh, and, and, and is most noticeable. Benji, Luke Johnson here. Uh, this is, uh, takes us way back, but, but growing up, my, uh, there was a picture when I was a child um, that they, my mom and dad hung on my bedroom uh, wall. And it was taken right. in 1986. So I think okay. I have a picture with you. Okay. Most likely, most likely, was it a football game or where was it? It was at a football game, and I just remember the head of Seymour is like 18 feet tall. It was exactly <laughs> what you were just describing, that big yes. yellow. Yes, that's right. And, uh, in fact, what's interesting, the, I've still got a flag that I grew up with and, and took the ball games for years and actually took it to Southern Miss when I came to school. And it, that eagle is the one that's going to be on the, the throwback shirts that are, are being given out to season ticket holders this very weekend. Um, it's a walking eagle, um, you know, the big tall head and, and all that. And, um, but, yeah, that's, that was probably me. In fact, one year... Had a great guy. In fact, Ben Willoughby helped me uh, set this up. Y'all know Ben. And uh, I had a guy at the physical plant actually build me a nest on top of a a stand. And we had a picture a picture taking photo session with eagle with the eagle um, a pregame for that whole. I think it was the whole eighty. I don't know if it was the eighty. It must have been the eighty six season. Um, because I'd already been the mascot one year, and uh, and we had, we did a little fundraiser. I think it was for the uh, for the cheerleading, you know, whatever they call it, the uh, the cheerleading squad, you know, spirit squad uh, fund, and uh, it was a fun thing. And I you know I enjoyed every bit of that kind of thing. I went out to a lot of birthday parties, um, you know, for kids around the area, and. Uh, and so it was, it was fun to be be a part of that, you know, process of taking pictures with people, getting up in the stands with people, um, you know, and interacting with the, with the fans in the crowd. And I think it needs to be noted that Benji Barham, two out of his three children, have gone to Southern Miss. 
as yeah. well. Yeah. So they've, they've yeah. kept the black and gold uh, thing going. And Benji, Absolutely. you're you're the only you're probably the only member of the '87 NIT team that doesn't get mentioned a whole lot. But you were the mascot when Southern Miss won the whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, what a what a way to end your career, so to speak. And and I graduated in May of that year. Um, what a great run that was. I mean, the working class. Uh, you know, MK and 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 that. Uh, his assistants and, of course, Jay, you know, Ladner being on the team. Uh, we've talked about that since he's been back. Um, and, you know, yeah, what a run that was and what a fun time. Um, unique stories, you know, great memories uh, that you carry, you know, throughout your life. I mean, it was a great um, cheerleading squad that we had that year. Very dedicated group. We, we travel to a lot of away games, you know, sometimes on our own. Um, um, we had um, great leadership. Um, Scandoni and his crew uh, from from the uh, from the union um, that that ran the, the Spirit Squad did a great job for us, and uh, yeah, great times, absolutely. Was it ever a sense of embarrassment for you? If you ever told your kids, yeah, I was the mascot, and they go, oh, Dad, oh, Dad, Dad. I wish you hadn't have told us that. You know? <laughs> right. Um, no, you know, I think um, actually it's been a point of pride for our kids, um, and almost the opposite. Um, you know, it may have been an embarrassment for my wife at one time. In fact, <laughs> one year when we were making a transition from the old uniform to the new uniform at the time, uh, and then you may have seen the pictures before I still got some. Um, I had, I got the new uniform in the week of homecoming. Well, I had never taken her to a homecoming that I wasn't the mascot. And so I got her to dress up. We were playing Memphis at, and, uh, I got her to dress up in the old uniform as a lady eagle. And I went, of course, in a tuxedo. We got up, uh, uh, I think we got a limousine ride over to the stadium and into the stadium and all that kind of stuff at the time. And um, so it's, it's probably been a more of an embarrassment for her than it was for my kids. They were they thought it was cool and you know kind of unique, but uh, but no, it was uh, it's always been a point of pride uh, for me. Uh, you know, I know uh, it's a it's a big part of the athletic you know environment and 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 each each game day. For all that you did for Southern Miss and continue to do, Benji Barham, former Seymour uh, mascot. One more section to go in the Eagle Hours. We continue live from Fourth Street Bar and Grill in a moment. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Thank Benji Barnum for joining us in that previous segment. Logan Scott on the first segment. And we appreciate uh, all of our sponsors bringing us the Eagle Hour every single day. Dickies, Gulfport Home Center, Campus Bookmark, and where we are live today, 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great lunches, great atmosphere, 4th Street Bar and Grill. What time does pre-gaming start in the morning? 
In the morning? Yeah. I'm staying here. You're I'm staying here all night. in the back room. Okay. Well, <laughs> several things going on you need to know about. Volleyball is on the road uh, against UAB tonight, 7 p.m., and then they'll take on Louisiana Tech on Sunday, and maybe the Lady Eagles trying to set the tempo for uh, tomorrow's football game. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's just a, a whoop UAB weekend. Yeah, let's just whoop them. We'll take care of them. Softball has a run to the rock 5K in the morning, begins at 8 a.m. at Spirit Park. Um, so uh, if you see some people running around campus in the morning, it is for uh, the softball program. Women's basketball heads up to Starkville tomorrow, takes on the Lady Bulldogs at 2 p.m. in the hump in Starkville. So good luck to uh, Coach McNellis and her ladies as they travel up there. Baseball, Coach Barry wants us to announce the baseball program will play host to a Thanksgiving break kids camp. Greats kindergarten through 8th, and that's set for November 25th through 26th from 9 a.m. until 12 noon. You can contact Southern Miss Assistant Coach Lad Rhodes, uh, Rhodes at usm.edu, and you can also register online to Thanksgiving camp. That lad with two Ds, isn't it? Yeah, lad with two Ds. He's a double lad. Um, So tomorrow, it's salute to service. Eagles should have some pretty neat um, jerseys out. There should be, uh, I think they've got a a camouflage or an American flag mixed into the helmet or something. But but pretty incredible. I saw this from uh, Ben Winpigler earlier in the week from the ticket office. 2,500 tickets are going to be available for the Seats for Service program. Uh, So if you are uh, an active service member or a veteran, you can show your ID and you'll get two two complimentary tickets. Uh, we should mention tomorrow we'll be out there tailgating um, behind Southern Hall and in conjunction, and that's uh, for veterans also. So come uh, with some of our partners, come in uh, and get some good pregame food, and then you get two free tickets. So it's just a, all weekend we can salute those um, that have sacrificed the most and, and thank everyone um, for their service. So two thirty tomorrow, Eagles five and three. UAB 6-2. UAB's quarterback situation kind of up in the air. Don't know if we're going to see Tyler Johnson the third, their starter, or Dylan Hopkins, their backup, who came in last week against Tennessee. In your mind, Kelly Sander, two biggest keys tomorrow for Southern Miss uh, to get to 6-3. and three. Well, first of all, the starter's going to play tomorrow. For he is? Well, I'm just – that was where I would put my money. Okay. You know, because, I mean, the school's never going to tell you. I mean, UAB's never going to tell you, you know. But, uh, well, I think – I think and, and if that's the case, if that turns out to be the case – then it's the Southern Miss secondary against the passing game of UAB. And I hope that the guys in the secondary who have kind of been maligned a little bit, you know, will really step it up tomorrow and, uh, and have a particularly good game because, yeah, you want to make a bowl game and all that, but, but the fans, the players, everybody wants to win the West, and they still need a little bit of help. But, uh, but there's absolutely no scenario that has them winning the West if they don't win tomorrow. Southern Miss has to win, and we're all cheering uh, for – uh, North Texas. Hope Mason Fine lights up uh, Louisiana Tech, and you know Jack Abraham um, had those interceptions. Maybe Fine can uh, can can throw touchdowns instead. Uh, North Texas would serve Eagle Nation well if they were uh, to win tomorrow. For me, it's about what's going to happen in the backfield. How much is Mosley going to play? Is he a hundred percent? Well, everybody, all, uh, all hands on deck is what I've been. That's what hearing. we heard. But last yeah. week it was supposed to be that way. He got one carry. You know, so. Yeah. If you put Mosley in the backfield, are you going to be able to put DeMichael Harris a little more out in space? Are they going to go with a two-back look at all? How are they going to attack UAB? But I think the big story comes back. Um, UAB has not beat a team with more than, like, two wins all season. So 
is is their six and two record? Is it inflated? Uh, a lot of storylines going in. Uh, will Southern Miss? Can they get over the hump? Can they can they win for the only the second time in the last nine games? And this is the year that all the streaks have been broken. You know, it used to be where Southern Miss, um, you know, or North Texas owned Southern Miss. Will Southern Miss beat North Texas this year? Southern Miss owned La Tech. La Tech kind of broke that string this year. As much bad luck as the Eagles had have had against UAB, going, I'm telling you, I'm still seeing Doctor Phil about that 2011 <laughs> game. Um, so this is the year that Southern Miss breaks that streak against UAB. Just a couple notes, uh, NFL-wise, of course, uh, we'll all pick the Redskins against Open Date in honor of Bob. But Lions against Michael Mergen's Bears in Chicago. Well, the Bears are kind of, they're really down and out. They've, they've got to find a kicker. They've got to find a way to win a ball game. And Detroit, you know, Detroit's kind of up and down themselves, too. Surely the Bears have got to get back on the winning track at home. Michael from a distance. Bears. Bears. Todd. Lions. The quarterback won't even let the TV be on in the locker room for yeah. the Bears. I mean, Khalil Max will have like 15 sacks tomorrow. Bears. Ravens, who may have helped the entire universe by defeating uh, the galactic empire known as the Patriots. Yeah, uh, they that, they Patriots take on the Bengals in Cincy. What's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> the Bengals are going to get annihilated by like, yeah. 20 points. The Bengals. Stink. Michael from a distance. Oh, look at him like he's thinking it over. Ravens and the points. Ravens. Yeah. You don't even know what the points are, Todd. But it doesn't, <laughs> Ten and a half. It doesn't matter, does it? Finally, Falcons at the Saints. Hey, the Saints are good, and the Falcons are bad. Saints. Who dat? Who dat? They'll be who datting here who dat? at 4th Street, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, people will be pre-gaming, who datting, SMTTTing. All right. of that will be tomorrow. Come out to the game tomorrow. I know uh, Eagles need you to cheer them on. So uh, let's get a win. Let's go to 6-3. and three. Thanks a lot to Slade and everyone at 4th Street uh, for uh, letting us be out here today. We'll see you tomorrow. Stop by and see us in, uh, behind Southern Hall uh, for uh, tailgate, and then we will uh, see you in the rock. So Eagles looking to go to 6-3 and three tomorrow. As always, we'll catch you on Monday. Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. To the top. I to the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production